If you know me at all, you know that debt is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger's my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger's my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. right? Well, I can tell you this. What's that? I found two reasons that I don't want to climb Everest. Okay. Just the two. Just two. Okay. One is the... They're apparently corpses, like, all the way up. Oh, yeah. I knew that. And and oxygen tanks. Just the garbage. Yeah. Uh, and the garbage is the other one of like, there's no there's no bathrooms on the way up, so that kind of hangs around for a long time. Yeah, but it's all frozen. That how does that make it better? Well, it won't that, smell that way, yeah. but it's visible. Well, and it's it's just like there's a lot of it. It must must get covered in snow quite a bit. I guess, but so you you're making a decision right now. You're not climbing yeah. Everest, Everest. I feel like I was on the fence about it, and now I'm not going to do it. Well, how would if a helicopter dropped you on the top of it? Would that be cheating? I don't think helicopters can get that high. Not, not with that attitude. They can't. <laughs> I don't think they can. But um, I know that they. they Something about the thinness of the atmosphere. With the uh, air pressure and mm. um, and fuel use and Michelle, how how high can a helicopter go? I have no idea, but I'll Google it. Thank you. We were playing. Um, Jen and I were playing a game once. Um, friend of the show, past guest, past guest, uh, wife, current wife, future guest. Um, potentially current wife. We were we were playing That's a game good. once where you had to estimate the size of various. Breads. Um, not breads, no. <laughs> Various things. And one of the things was Mount Everest. How tall is Mount Everest? And her guess... She didn't know? Well, no. I mean, I mean, the idea that it's, you know, about 30,000 feet is sort of... I don't know. I don't know why that hangs with me somehow. But she, her guess was 300,000 feet. <laughs> and, and, you know, she said that because... I mean, the logic was good. It's because... That's too tall. Mountains are big. And, <laughs> you know... Three hundred thousand is a lot of, of a lot of things. I thought it was going to be a game where you had to do like, you had to do proportional. Like Everest is as tall as seventeen battleships stacked on top of each other. No, one. that's like interviews from Microsoft and Google. Just so you know, a helicopter can go to twenty five thousand feet. So oh. it almost would get you there, but not twenty nine thousand two hundred, whatever. Yeah, or whatever, whatever Everest. When I was a kid, I was very confused about Mile High Stadium, which is in Denver, yeah. because I I was already wary about going to the tops of stadiums and the fact this one was a mile high really freaked me out i was unwilling to go to a stadium that was one mile tall wow it didn't i couldn't figure out that maybe till i was like 15 or 18 yeah did it dawn on me that they were referring to the elevation that it was five thousand feet above sea level and that the stadium itself was not a mile tall so how many mile you could put six mile high stadiums into mount everest yeah, you could. Well, I don't. I don't know. I'm Canadian, so I don't know the conversion of feet to miles. We do know that a mile is fifty-two eighty. That's feet. Well, no, I know that, and wait, we know wait, that Everest was twenty-nine thousand. Are you are you saying like we as in humanity knows how to convert feet to miles? I'm just saying like offhand. I, well, don't I think know how to e do it. even in the three minutes we've been talking, yeah. you have two numbers in front of you: twenty-nine thousand okay. and fifty. Okay, fifty-two hundred. Well, I didn't know the fifty-two hundred. <laughs> if I'd known that, then yeah, I just be... said it. Well, now you said it. So, <laughs> I. Michelle, you, you play it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't play it back. I think, I think... Uh, I'm going to cut this together to make you look like an idiot. Good. No, I'm Canadian. I, I, I can tell you how many meters there are on a kilometer. That's Very easy. So, so... So I'm not climbing numbers. Don't climb it. Don't climb it. Yeah, 
Hargis Nahem while while you were here. Speaking of, this is episode 58. Good call. We never even announced episode 57. Or who we are. We're Various Breads and Butters. I'm Simon Tonev. This is Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. In the studio, we have Renan Sequitur-Denser and Michelle Poulton-Simon. Is that that everybody? I think so. And that's episode 58. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at some later date, and you can reach us on Gmail, variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. So our guest today, very special guest, is Alex Hendrickson, Reverend Alex Hendrickson of Lafayette College. Anything else? Do you do you have a, do you have a suffix you, do you to your name? Do you prefer Reverend or Chaplain? Uh, neither. No. Um, oh, you oh, can just I call know? me Alex. That's fine. Okay. Okay. But what do you have students to call you? Depends on how well I know them. What if you don't know them at all? If I write an email to a student that I don't know, mm-hmm. I usually put Chaplain. Mm-hmm. But it depends, though. A couple of years ago, Brett and I were. Uh, uh, Brett Hendrickson, I, former guest, for, uh, friend of the show. Yes, friend of the show, mm-hmm. Professor Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. We had an LLC over on Monroe Street. Mm-hmm. A living learning community. Correct. Unlimited liability corporation. No. Very different things. But the students would often email us, Dear Professor Hendrickson and Alex. Now that that's when it feels a little like, okay, that's you know not proportional. <laughs> that's not, that is not an uncommon thing that I've heard from uh, women at the college that, um, you know, men get referred to as professor, doctor, and women get referred to as miss or something. Yeah, else. misses. I, I get on a <laughs> weekly basis emails to Mrs. Hendrickson. So a note to students, um, stop doing that. Right. Just stop that. Okay. We'll, we'll save, we'll bank that one for a question for the follow-up to the oh, episode yeah. 57. Yeah. Why do students do what they do? So this is our second opportunity not kind of the lost episodes to have both husband and wife to have partners mm-hmm. both as as members of the show. Mm-hmm. I see. So we're very happy to continue that trend. Who, who were the others? The others were uh, a young Jennifer Tallarico mm-hmm. from the psychology department. Mm. She is young. Uh, joined uh, with one of the co-hosts. I that, see. That's me. Um, I heard about that. Yeah. Now yeah, that worked out well. We have good. We have a good track record. We do. And I think this will inspire some sort of competition between you and Brett. Who's going to have the better episode? He has been bragging a lot about that. So um, he was very impressed that I listened to it. No, that's good. Because he still is unhappy that I, and it's true, it's bad. I have not actually read the book that he published Mm -hmm. about a year ago. I've never read the entire book. So I've listened to his entire podcast. Um, I I can't be sure that Chris has read any of my book. I've definitely not read any of your books. So... Do you think people who are on this podcast mm-hmm. list it on their professional activities form? I would say it would only hurt you to list it on okay. your professional activities. This isn't all that professional. For, so. for, no, for, the, for the listeners, are, this is a form that faculty filled out at the end of the year to say what they've been doing. I think they try as soon after the episode as possible to forget that they were on it. Or to so dis- it seems, distance themselves. It seems unlikely they could even remember mm-hmm. that they had any affiliation with it. Ben. Side note, I, I had it on my resume in uh, one of the versions. Do you? Yeah. Oh. You have I producer have it, credit. I have it on my resume and, yeah, my, like, link, and my LinkedIn. This will verify that Lafayette is a college mm-hmm. to um, the guys that poorly summarized. Yes. Yeah, Should absolutely. Because we we'll... they're the only ones that have to listen. Alex, you have been at Lafayette for how long now? This is my fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. And where were you before Lafayette? Well, uh-huh. 
I spent the first 12 years of my career as a congregational minister in various churches and places where we've lived. Mm -hmm. So working at Lafayette is my first time as a college chaplain. Mm. And I'm sure it's exactly the same experience you had as the other positions. Is that sarcastic? Yes. Very sarcastic. You know, it's, it has some similarities. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. It's not bad. Would you say it was a, how was the adjustment? I think there are always a lot of acronyms when you join a new organization. So any, you know, a church has a lot of acronyms, whatever affiliation you're a part of. And so, yeah, just figuring out, well, Lafayette for a small place sometimes makes things extra complicated. And so I think yeah, it just took a while to figure out. What what does the job of chaplain entail? Like what is a college chaplain Oh because I because I see you everywhere, like you're you're doing benedictions and introductions and speeches at weddings, exorcisms, probably. No, not I've not done an exorcism not at yet. Lafayette, but yeah, you got to get me that gig. That's I okay. I'll see. I'll look into it. Um, Everybody, call Alex for your exorcism. About, have needs. you done weddings? Yes. At Lafayette. Yes. Really? Between yeah. students? Former students graduated. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Staff yeah. members. Oh, nice. Um, but no bar mitzvahs. No, that's not really my particular wheelhouse. There shouldn't be too many thirteen-year-olds here, anyways. I wouldn't think so. But so you're at graduation. <laughs> I am. You, you always have a uh, amazing. Is that a be- what is that called a benediction or is that a intro? Invocation, benediction. Invocation. The what's the difference? Well, invocation. You're invoking. Well, I'll tell you this. On my computer, the file where I have the Word documents for these various pieces. I call it holy whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's what it is when you have a interfaith, diverse group of people. I'm not just invoking. We're invoking our spirits of community yeah. together. Are you backing up this file? Yeah, you need to back it up. It's um, it's on the, I think it's the, the P, drive? P drive. Yes, oh, okay. that's you don't, good. You don't put it on the Google Drive or a Dropbox? I like Peter better. That's our own internal. We back that up. Google Google could be having a look at your benedictions. They don't. They have no business there. And invocations. And invocations. So, but even at a at a more basic level, is there a fundamental difference between an invocation and a benediction? One happens at the beginning. The other happens at the end. Benediction means in Latin. It actually means get out of here. Oh. Leave now. Go away. And don't come back at all. Is that part of it? No, I think the college wants you to come back. Probably. Yeah. You always have a perfectly placed turn of phrase or poetic excerpt or even poem. How do you how do you find those? That's nice that you say that because usually the comments that you get from people are why what you've chosen, what I've chosen is not what they would have chosen. So thank you for your For example, I learned that to quote Emily Dickinson is cliched. Not I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even know what you think to make that comment because I think how would I know what was what we're supposed to do. I've, I've never done this. Well, that's kind of you and generous. Hey, that's that's this podcast in a nutshell. Kind and generous. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to close it out there. Yeah, I think All that's right, perfect. Good. Yeah. <laughs> ben is a nice guy. The yeah. end. Okay. Yeah. Where, where do you get all that stuff? Do you just know these poems? Do you know all these quotes? Or do you, is there is there like a database of, of ministers, something good for invocations? No, I think it's more research or talking with other folks in similar positions. 
Do you feel like there's a generally accepted time limit? Like how long should it be? Mm, 200 words. How many, mm-hmm. how many PowerPoint slides <laughs> does that translate to? Yeah, have you ever done? I don't know. That would be interesting. There you go. Mm-hmm. Do, do any ministers do PowerPoint? I'm sure. I'm sure they do. I think most of them are keynote at this point. No Prezi? <laughs> I don't think so. No that Prezi. Me, that makes me feel too that like, makes me seasick. Sick, yeah. Right? yeah. Just really? Zooming in and yeah, out. I have to actually close my eyes in the transitions of Prezi. Yeah. But I'm going to say, I don't, I don't want Prezi sponsorship for this podcast. I was working right on now. it. You did put the kibosh on that. Well. Okay, so now you you grew up in the Southwest, is that correct? And that is that New Mexico, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah what I that's what you right. You were mm-hmm. right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. You you were born there. I was born there. And how I long? I grew you up stay? there. I went to school, undergraduate mm-hmm. in Arizona. Which mm-hmm. school? In the University of Arizona. That's a good one. Tucson. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Now, what what kind of food is your is your favorite kind? I was going to ask the same question. Thanks for not. Mexican food, Sonoran Mexican food. Mm. So, what what kind of what kind of dishes are we talking? Anything with green chili. Mm, hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. This is actually a point of conflict, right? Uh, because here we are in eastern Pennsylvania, which is in eastern Pennsylvania. I told you this is my sadness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my sadnesses of living here. The lack of good Mexican food. Mm-hmm. There, I, I think there's some good Mexican food, but there's not very much of. There's there's very little. I, I when I came here from North Carolina, there was a lot much better Mexican food in North Carolina. I think as you move south, you find better Mexican food and then when you move north. Do you think there's a correlation like distance from Mexico and quality of Mexican food as opposed to how many Mexicans there are who who produce it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's good Mexican food in New York City and they're just as far north. There is very good Mexican food in New York City. There you go. But is that because of a strong Mexican population? There wasn't historically though. That's probably a bit within the last 20 years it also i think depends on what neighborhood you're in because mm-hmm. oh, neighborhoods yeah, with more immigrants probably have better mexican food there you go how did you know that you wanted to be uh, a chaplain like when do, when do you god tells you what does he say <laughs> or she or she damn it oh, oh. damn it what does he or she say I just mostly wanted to make Ben laugh, okay. and it worked. Okay, good. Um, good. <laughs> now I really now got he's him. giggling. <laughs> Ugh, we're gonna have to edit this out. Oh, I don't think you should. You uh. lean more into the mic. <laughs> no, I'm very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, go on. <laughs> no. That's a good answer. What was your question again? When do you decide to become a minister? When did I decide? Yeah, I was a religious studies major in college. And was very involved in religious life stuff in college. And I think led me to think that would be something I would want to do. That's a really good answer. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I mean, I always... I I also have a Judaic studies degree. Did you know that? I have a double major, religion and Judaic studies. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. There you go. And I took Hebrew in college. And I was the only student in Hebrew who was not bar mitzvahed, bat mitzvahed. And it was so hard. It was terrible for me. I... Because I was so far behind. Mm, Everyone yeah. else there already knew a fair amount. How's your Hebrew, yeah. how's your Hebrew now? Not that great, Not that but great. you know. Better than mine. Mm. I'm always enchanted by what I think of as the enduring professions, like the things that are rock solid that would end up like in children's stories or uh, your experience as a child when you could see like people of everyday life. Like there, there are teachers, there are doctors, there are lawyers, there are ministers, mm-hmm. there are... Um, yeah, but not me. That's a fairly recent... Yeah, that's true. Development. 
When, Even for Lafayette. The, I mean, I have yeah, alums when, pretty often make some comment, I'll be at some alumni dinner. Really? Oh, yeah. When did that transition start? Well, in my tradition, it's been about 60 years. But I mean, I am the first woman who served as chaplain at Lafayette. So just that in itself, I think, is, yeah, well, I don't know that it is that interesting, but I, I don't think it's remarkable, but it's remarked mm-hmm. upon. Now, Alex, there's a, there's a lot of religions on campus, uh-huh. and that's got to be different than having like a congregation right. of people that follow the same faith. Sure. And so, you know, looking at the, you know, information coming in, I mean, I thought at one point we had like Jedi students on campus or something who identified as, as, as really? very, very small religions. I don't Maybe not think Jedi. the Office of Institutional Research has Jedi as a category. Do we not? I don't know. No. I think, well, it's maybe on the Common App. That's not The Common my... App is not, yeah, the Common App does not have Jedi. They don't? Well, yeah. maybe they should. Does somebody? I, sp- I put out a survey from my office that's, you know, not a perfect survey, but is to gather some information and it allows students to indicate yeah. any thing yeah. they want. So Jedi obviously is, is a bad example, but I guess that presents a unique challenge to try and, I don't know, monitor or try and try and be able to be helpful to all mm-hmm. those students from different faiths. I think it's like any kind of diversity. Mm-hmm. Lafayette is, in my opinion, a better place, a more interesting place because we have lots of different sure. kind of people. And so I think that religion is just one of those mm-hmm. areas of diversity. So... You oh. know, my my youngest son mm-hmm. really is down with the idea of jelly donuts. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something <laughs> that he wishes was more Presbyterian. But um, I mean, you could convert the you know the going up for uh, what's it's oh jelly donuts for communion. Communion. That's, that's actually right. a really good idea because communion is bread and wine, <laughs> exactly. and that's just like putting them All together. One. You are a practical right. theologian Get there. An, another VBB innovation. Exactly. Excellent. Little, we... little tiny jelly donuts. Put, put it on your, put That's on your tongue. That's not sacrilegious, is it? Like, we're, we're, we're okay to say that? I don't know, is it? Uh, Alex, was that sacrilegious to, to suggest a jelly donuts? I was thinking it was pretty innovative. I, I, All right. It's yeah. the intention. What is the feeling in your heart when you're receiving that sacrament? I just, I just want a jelly donut. Mm. You, can do, you can do jelly munchkins. Jelly munchkins. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's they're, more they're, affordable. They're very, yeah. They're bite sized. Yeah. I think that you should write to Pope, Pope. Francis oh, yeah. about this or some. Yeah, right. I think there's some. He and I are, he and I are in good speaking terms. <laughs> so we'll get back on track. Yeah. Because at some point we can do fact checking uh, to see if Brett's stories corroborate, are mm-hmm. corroborated. Okay. Or if you can provide the actual factual explanation. All right, I'm ready. What are we talking about? Well, I think the main one would be the point of of meeting when did the alex brett combo first oh, yeah. arrive oh but he doesn't even remember when we first met <laughs> he thinks he does he thinks he does yeah no he visited the school where we were we both eventually got our masters i was there first did he tell this part of this the was story? in austin right yes yeah. but he visited the school the spring before he began with his girlfriend at the time and there was one of these like meet and greet little barbecue, whatever. Yeah. And I remember talking to him, but he doesn't remember talking to me. Is this the story he told? He left that part no, of the story he left out. That See, part so out. No. very conveniently. Yeah. Interesting. So what was his I believe if I recall, it was that you had a TV and that he would come over to your house to watch TV. I know, TV. but that was like six months later. That was what we were living in the same apartment building. Mm-hmm. 
he'd broken up with that girlfriend. He he fast forward, you know, he he's missing yeah, a big sounds... chunk. This is true. That it's true that I had a TV mm-hmm. and, you watched and the, Simpsons. the Simpsons was in syndication. Mm-hmm. That part is true. Yeah. Also, he didn't have a lot of money back then, and so this also seemed to be like when I would be making something for dinner, he mm-hmm. would kind of wander in. Um, Conveniently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This oh. is where, and to get some tips on Mexican food preparation. Well, I think back then it was pretty happy to just have, you know, noodles. And, just anything. Yeah, right, whatever. So, okay. Uh, so, so, so point for me mm-hmm. in remembering that. Point for you. Yeah. I, I guess I can't say I'm surprised. I thought the point would probably go to you. Yeah. So I never had a snow day growing up, and my kids think that's really amazing. Yeah. So now how are you with cold weather and snow? I'm a total whiner. We were talking about snow days recently. The I think the whole myth or the idea of snow days, it really is entirely for children. Correct. Like, it's not so great if you're not a kid. Right. You still have to get up. And it usually just causes more and, problems. Correct. Yeah, I, I just made that transition recently. When I was back home, it snowed a lot, and I had to shovel everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, whoa, I wish I had school. It would have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where does this stereotype, why does it get perpetuated, the glory of the snow day? It's it's adults who are perpetuating it. Yeah. The very well, people who know that it's not so great. I, I think that one of, one of the main sort of um, benchmarks of becoming an adult is, at least for me, was a disdain of weather in mm-hmm, general. Mm-hmm. It, that, that when it really rains hard, I'm like, oh, is my basement going to get flooded? Mm-hmm. It snows a lot. I got to shovel the driveway. Like, I, I, I just don't, like, I'm, I'm not the type who's like, oh, it's raining. I'm going to get in and, you know, watch the rain and it's so nice. Or I love a really, you know, feet of snow because I can go slow. I hate all that stuff. I just love when somebody recently like was talking about um, when they say, uh, boy, we're really having some weather, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it had been raining that day or windy, mm-hmm. but that was the phrase they used. Like, yeah. boy, we're really having some weather. Yeah, when aren't we having yeah, weather? I think okay, so. Right, okay. Yeah. I think even just the fact that we're talking about weather mm-hmm. is boring adult Really? I think conversation it, maybe but we but, oh, but sure. that's our main demographic is boring adults i think <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah those are our sponsors i think so boring adults <laughs> i just think it's great that i think the whole ethos of this show for so long has been basically it's like listening to people talk about the weather <laughs> but, <laughs> now we're but actually, we haven't actually gotten to do now it. We're doing it um now now oh, my, that's R- renan and michelle what what are your thoughts on on lafayette's uh, weather policy about not canceling classes renan one should take classes with professors who live in New Jersey, for example. Oh, interesting. Or even once. Um, and then, like, there's, you know, as a student, there are bad sides of it. It's, it's super snowy. You don't want to get out. Um, even though it won't hurt you to get out, you know. You don't want to. Right. Well, the uh, downside to that is, um, you know, it is a residential college. So there are virtues of that. From a student's perspective, this may not be one, is that we know that you can get to class. Like, I've been, I've had students, like, I, I live farther away than the students, although I can walk to campus. So. I've never had to cancel class for snow, for mm. weather, <laughs> but I'll have emails like, well, I, I couldn't get there. You know, it was, I'm way on the other side of, of campus. <laughs> you know, like I can see you from my window. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you go to a big state university, you do a lot of walking. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. Like, don't do that, students. <laughs> yeah. You can walk. I'll, um, bank that one too. Another student question. Exactly. Alex? Yes. I wanted to talk to you about double parking in yes. the Lehigh Valley. 
you have thoughts on this? Double parking in the Lehigh Valley. This, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there are people who double park and inevitably they are double parked in front of an empty parking space. <laughs> have you noticed this? So you think they can't parallel park? Or they won't, they won't. is what yeah, I think. So how, l- let me ask you this, <laughs> how much distance does there have to be between the curb and the car before it's just a terrible parallel parking job? No, these are parked? full double parking. So you could fit another car between them and the curb. Pretty much. Okay. It's it's terrible. And I just. It's frequent enough where you're, you're enraged. By I've it. taken photos with my phone on many occasions this is another, because I'm so irritated. It sounds like another idea for a great Tumblr, like doubleparking.tumblr. Lehigh Valley. Yeah, Lehigh Valley double parking. Because the other thing, you know, kind of reminds me of this is how people are about to put all their garbage in the street yeah. to hold their parking space, yeah. which is another Lehigh Valley. That that wouldn't. I think that's a northeast thing. Because I does I, that happen in Canada? Um, do people I don't think put so. their garbage cans in the road or chairs, folding <laughs> chairs? No, we have we have people plow our streets, but they, it, they don't pick up our trash if we don't put it right in front of their face, though. I know, but people, what they do here is they take a plastic chair. They put it in the street as if they are somehow calling dibs on their trash space on their no, no on, on their parking, parking space. space. Oh, when, when there's snow. snow. No, yeah. but I know this happens uh, in many places uh, because it's often used as a story about local power or or power to the otherwise powerless. So there's there's an example of uh, Bostonians where several years ago I don't know when this was um, th- it was it was just uh, there was a decree that you couldn't do that anymore or the city was going to come by and take whatever you put there. I feel like they said that here. I think well, that was a... so the Bostonians love that idea because then they started putting out all their old refrigerators mm. and all their old things that they could never get rid of. Yeah, And they just stuck it out there in the parking lot. It's like, oh, so you're going to come take whatever I put out there? Good for you. Mm-hmm. And that was a way that they could unload all unwanted materials wow. that the trash people would not normally pick up. That's a good uh, idea. So I thought that was pretty clever. Mm-hmm. There are smart people there. So yeah, I don't I don't know what the what's up with the double parking. Now that I've mentioned it, you will notice. Okay. This double parking, and again, we have these little narrow streets here. We do. So So it's dramatic. It's rude. This is a phenomenon Scared. in need of a theory. Well, mm-hmm. I tell you what, if if you see it out there, please email us or tweet. Or tweet. Well, Lab is gonna get to that right now. Lehigh Valley yeah. double parking. Hashtag. Well well in the interest of time. I want to ask our guest the Friday Sunday question. Oh yeah, I've um, been thinking about this for months. Good, good. This is what this is. This was my plan all along. Get people thinking about it. Okay, so you know the Friday Sunday mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Pick a day. Would you like better Friday or Sunday? Is that what the question? Now I'm feeling oh, like yeah. you're not actually asking me the question in the way that it's been posed. Yeah, before. because I thought of the same thing. Because oh, like no. you're not Which repeating your you question prefer? the same way. It's it's becoming Thank less you. scientific. Well, I, I, this is not necessarily supposed to be the scientific portion. We already did a science science sciencey version of this. But we we've been speaking for months too that, and we brought this up with Brett. But you're mm-hmm. the one that we wanted to ask. Like yeah. the actual chaplain, the actual chaplain, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which yeah. you are, works. Does some work on Sunday, right? Well, not as much at Lafayette as when you are, if you're clergy, whatever your Sabbath is, Mm -hmm. is a oddly a work day. Yes. So whatever day that is, your professional job is to try to help other people take Sabbath. So part of the Friday-Sunday conundrum is that a lot of people prefer Friday, even though they're working on Friday, Mm -hmm. to Sunday when they're not working. Whereas someone in the clergy, that would 
potentially be, I'm not saying they don't work on Friday, but it would be their big work day right. to a lot to a large degree would be on Sunday. So they right. might say, I don't know, what, what, which, which yeah, one Yeah, I mean, prefer? when I've worked in a congregation, mm-hmm. usually my work week was Sunday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Friday was more of a day off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so Friday, Saturday. So often if people would have events or parties or things on Saturday night, mm-hmm. while everyone else is having their Saturday night, you're having Sunday night, yep. you know, the day before your big day back to work. Yeah. So like the Arabian Peninsula kind of week. Correct. Yes. That's yes. exactly right. Okay. Right. So I still think I'm probably a Sunday person. Okay. I'm probably a Sunday person. I'm also left-handed and wasn't there some kind of correlation? Didn't you tell me did that? Did we do handedness? I don't know if we did handedness. We did age okay. and we did candy preferences. Oh, the candy preferences. That's it's, one of your was, that's one of your things. Yeah, it was sort of the natural. When people think Friday Sunday, they also think what kind of candy do you like? Okay, so mm-hmm. tell me about remind me what are the Well, let me ask you this. Are you a black black liquor licorice fan? Yes. So that matches. That matches mm-hmm. the fact that you're a Sunday person mm-hmm. with the fact that you enjoy black licorice. Let me ask this though. Yeah. Handedness. You should have. Have you this. ever eaten at TGI Fridays? Have I ever? I I believe I have. It's and not my. Have you ever considered opening a TGI Sundays? Oh. Well, I think you do. Thank God that it's Sunday, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes you do. Taking it back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, okay. That. And should we round it out there? I think we should. I want to thank Alex Hendrickson for being our guest on the show. And um, I want to thank everybody in the studio for helping make this a great podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was terrible. Remember, you can always follow us at some later date on Twitter or email us, variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. But uh, but yeah, thanks thanks to everyone. And... uh, so we're done? I think we're done. All okay, right. take our headphones off. All right, headphones okay. off. Bye. We didn't do the banter about the fact that I just bought new socks, and I was introduced to the wool sock phenomenon. Keeps it dry because I went to Seattle, and it was really wet. So I said, oh, why don't I buy some wool socks and it was a great investment i think i'm gonna buy more wool socks in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well like i have a lot of socks i also hate the fact that my socks like have to be all the same because i don't like matching them my mom hates that like my mom matches them and then sometimes i match really 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 dark blue with black i hope you don't put this in the podcast <laughs> Be a bonus ode, right? Oh, this is this would be a good bonus ode. <laughs> the bonus ode of just we're non talking to a mic when yeah. only I am here. True. <laughs> Ben's gonna listen to this and be very confused. Bye, Ben. Have fun. Uh, <laughs>